Back to the JCPOA, Hope Out of the Sahel, and a toothless UN human rights tour of China? Hello and welcome to Episode 8 of the Early Warning Podcast, which brings you these three issues affecting the calculus of global security, geoeconomics, or military conflict for May 31st, 2022. I'm Wen Trevet II, the Global Intelligencer. Thank you for being with me for this News Digest. Don't miss an episode and gain situational awareness. Subscribe to the Global Intelligencer at globalintelligencer.substack.com. Visit Episode 8 for all the links to news sources found in these articles at bit.ly slash gid008a. First, back to the JCPOA. The Brookings Institute in Washington, D.C. released a policy brief that concludes, quote, a restored JCPOA, despite its shortcomings, is the better choice. The JCPOA, short for Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, was the 2015 agreement between Iran and China, France, Germany, Russia, and the U.S. and the U.K. to restrain Tehran's military nuclear progress. In this policy brief, two main arguments are produced seemingly not aware of Iran's past and current status of its nuclear advancement. First, a supposed return to the JCPOA would, quote, verifiably prevent Iran, unquote, from crossing the nuclear Rubicon for eight years. And second, a new deal would reduce regional tensions and avoid another conflict with U.S. involvement in the Middle East. Both assumptions are not well-founded. The theocratic regime in Tehran never wanted the JCPOA and does not need the JCPOA now. Iran never was going to allow an unsigned piece of paper, or for that matter, a signed piece of paper, to derail the one ace card that guarantees regime survival. See more in our Global Intelligence Report, Lessons Learned About Ukraine, Iran. You may access a copy of that report at bit.ly slash GIP Ukraine Iran I-R-A-N. The treasure trove of nuclear program-related documents spirited out of Iran by Israel's Mossad intelligence agency, shows that Iran, as early as 2003, planned to continue nuclear, quote, projects in secret hidden within existing military research programs, unquote, according to reporting by the Washington Post. Why the secrecy? Why the deception? Since that time, reports by the Institute for Science and International Security indicate that the Islamic Republic's nuclear advances are irreversible, quote-unquote. Quote, which accelerate both Iran's weapons-grade uranium, uh, WGU, production and weaponization capability 
have occurred mainly in three areas. One, advanced gas centrifuge production and operation. Two, highly enriched uranium, HEU, production. And three, uranium metal production, unquote. Further, the Institute reported in mid-April of this year that the international community was in quote-unquote uncharted waters as Iran approached 60% enriched uranium, which is enough for a bomb. With construction at two tunnel entrances at its Nundatans tunnel complex and enrichment already outside the bounds of the JCPOA, any return to that piece of paper is absolutely inconceivable. In a Senate Armed Services Committee hearing on May 25th of this year, Chairman Bob Menendez stated that the JCPOA was, quote, not in the U.S. strategic interest, unquote. Indeed, the United States and its allies must formulate a policy to deal with a nuclear Iran and its autocratic allies of Russia, China, and North Korea who enabled the regime in Tehran to flout international sanctions and norms with impunity. Second, hope out of the Sahel. To recent headlines punctuate the ongoing war against jihadism in the Sahel, a semi-arid, much-forgotten belt of territory stretching from parts of Senegal on the Atlantic Ocean westward to Eritrea on the Red Sea. First from Radio France Internationale, Niger, l'armée à l'offensive contre les groupes jidaïstes dans la Gurma. Translation, Army Offensive Against the Jihadist Groups in the Gurma. Talks about how Niger's army killed about 60 jihadists. Second, from AfricanNews.com, UN chief urges investment to help Niger fight jihadists. A particular unruly part of the Sahel is the tri-border region of Niger, Burkina Faso, and Mali, where narcos, ordinary bandits, and jihadists collaborate to pursue their separate agendas. Regional states have tried to coordinate a unified effort to combat the extreme level of criminality and outright terrorism, but have failed. A worrying turnabout has occurred in Mali after successive coups in 2020 and 2021, and now delayed elections once again. In mid-May of 2022, Mali withdrew from the regional Sahel 5, which included the countries of Burkina Faso, Chad, Mali, Mauritania, and Niger, which complicates even further the effort to bring a measure of stability to this part of Africa, burdened with a high level of violence, criminality, and human depravity. The UN says 18 million people are on the brink of starvation in the Sahel region. Outside actors like France and its European Union counterparts have also struck out. The ruling junta in Mali made virtually impossible Operation Barcane of the French-led mission to combat jihadism. So after nine years of operation and 53 French soldiers dead and his re-election in the balance at the time, in February of this year, President Emmanuel Macron announced a pullout of the mission, 
leaving in doubt the EU's own Taguba mission in the Sahel. So as we began this report, Niger and its regional neighbors are left to grapple with jihadism, banditry, and illicit drug trade, and mass displacement of citizens in desperate and desolate West Africa. Hope out of the Sahel is diminished by the seemingly intractable conflict plaguing the area. Third, toothless UN Human Rights Tour of China. The United Nations Human Rights Council currently counts among its members Bolivia, China, Cuba, and Russia. So, any high hopes for UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michelle Bachelet, the former president of Chile, to cause any waves on her tour last week of China? would be dashed from the onset. If not, surely the Xinjiang police dossier released in the world press of more than 2,800 pictures of detainees, more than 300,000 personal records, more than 23,000 detainee records, and upwards of 10 camp police instructions would give one pause. According to a Council on Foreign Relations backgrounder, about 800,000 to 2 million Uyghurs and other Muslims, including ethnic Kazakhs and Uzbeks, have been detained since April 2017 in this northwestern autonomous region of China. Was the High Commissioner aware of this dossier that was conveniently released during her visit when she toured the Middle Kingdom? She accepted the lecture from Chairman Xi Jinping in their video conference last Wednesday as he redefined human rights to fit the Chinese Communist Party's needs, a quote-unquote holistic approach of subsistence and development. Bachelet's careful words of some gauzy mention of engagement or, more bluntly, a toothless dialogue and lack of criticism of China's abuse record enraged human rights activists, but also showed her political instinct to not bite the hand that feeds. China has growing considerable soft power sway in global institutions, chief among them the very United Nations for which Bachelet works. In addition, while the Chinese Communist Party's media organs can attempt to influence search results and thus shape perceptions about the salient issue of Xinjiang, the international community is well aware of the detention, torture, slave labor of the Muslim community there. Finally, given what is known about China abuses its own people, including Chairman Xi's draconian zero-COVID nightmare policy, and the Uyghurs in Xinjiang, it is remarkable that the Middle Kingdom is, well, it's on the hot list for foreign investors on this ESG kick. Beijing has demonstrated vividly to the world its fidelity to good environmental, social, and governance policies. Remember, you can get all the links mentioned in today's News Digest at bit.ly slash GID 008 
A. That's your early warning episode today for May 31st, 2022. Have you checked out our bi-weekly premium report, Global Intelligence or Plus, which is complimentary this month of May? Find out about the lessons Iran learned from the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Visit bit.ly slash G-I-P Ukraine Iran I-R-A-N. Be the first to know about new episodes of the Early Warning Podcast so that you can stay ahead of the global news cycle. Subscribe today at globalintelligencer.substack.com and follow us on Twitter at GetGlobalIntel. I'm Winter Bet II, the Global Intelligencer.